Welcome, friends, to the Girl Mom Podcast. This is Carrie Kampakis, your host. I'm so happy to be back with you here on the podcast because I've taken off some time these last few months to work on my next book. I can't wait to tell you more about that book. But in the meantime, just know that I'm happy to be back here re-engaging with you and covering the topics that I think are important for both girl moms and boy moms today. Today's episode was inspired by a friend of mine. She reached out and told me recently that she and her best friends from college have this ongoing group text. And recently, one mom in this group asked for advice for her sister, whose son is dating a girl that the family doesn't really care for. It's his first girlfriend, and since he doesn't know yet what a healthy relationship looks like, he has settled for a toxic romance. Of course, he doesn't see this, and from his perspective, his parents are clueless, and only his girlfriend really gets him. As you can imagine, this has caused some tension in the family, but his parents are wise enough to understand how they have to be careful in navigating the situation so that they don't deepen the wedge and push their son away more. If you follow me, you know that I usually talk about relationships and dating from a girl mom perspective, but in this show, I'm speaking to boy moms knowing that the message equally applies to parents of girls. Whether you're listening alone or with your spouse or your child, I hope it starts an important conversation and maybe gives you some words to use in conversations about dating. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. So one thing I have learned about parenting is that kids grow up in stages. And just when you think you've got one stage kind of figured out, circumstances change, and suddenly your child is thrown into a new stage that puts you back at square one. In preschool and even kindergarten, it seems that the girls and boys naturally mingle and become friends. They invite each other over to play and don't really see their differences. But around first grade, the two genders tend to part ways. These invisible lines get drawn, and for the most part, the boys hang out with the boys and the girls hang out with the girls. They do their own thing, and they really fall off of each other's radars for many years, typically until the spring of fifth grade, when they start to notice each other again. In middle school, the boy-girl interactions amp up. They get crushes and start to have awkward conversations. Since these relationships are short-lived, any concerns that a parent has are short-lived as well. Give it a week or so, and that breakup that made your child cry will be a thing of the past. But in high school, dating can, and often does, take on a life of its own. Hormones kick in, real attraction kicks in, and around 10th grade, when all the kids start to drive, dating can quickly get more serious. While every parent and family has their own opinions and rules about dating, I think what we can all agree on is that we want our sons and our daughters to make good choices. We don't want them to date just anyone, because the quickest way for a girl or a guy to get off track and lose sight of their goals is through a bad relationship with opposite sex. We've all seen it happen or had it happen, and because our sons and daughters are new to dating and they don't have many good relationships to compare a bad relationship to, they don't always see what is obvious. So what do you do when your son has a girlfriend that you don't like? How do you respond when he is crazy about a girl who is clearly a bad influence? Maybe his girlfriend is wild and gets into a lot of trouble. Maybe she likes to manipulate, and your son isn't savvy enough yet to see the methods through which she gets what she wants. Maybe she's the type of girl to chew boys up and spit them out, or to play several guys at once. Maybe this girlfriend has no parental supervision, no parents who give her rules, put on the brakes, or even give her a curfew, and your son gets annoyed and embarrassed because he has less freedom than her. Or maybe the reason you know this girl is a bad influence is because you've seen changes in your son that concern you. Maybe he started lying to you, or letting his grades drop, or caring less about school and his favorite activities. Maybe he's given you more attitude, 
or just not acting like his normal self. Or maybe he's cut off contact with his friends and no longer hangs out with them because his girlfriend demands all of his time. Whatever the case is, if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably picked up on clues that tell you the girlfriend is bad news. There's so much you want to say, yet you feel like your relationship with your son is already strained because this girl is causing some division. If you push too hard, your son may get angry, shut you out, and find his escape in the arms of this girl who you don't like. Your effort to get your point across, or to shake some sense into him, will only deepen the divide. Every situation is unique, but even so, I truly believe the starting point is always prayer. Now, I know that some parents don't want to hear this because they want tangible action that they can take, but truly, our most powerful weapon in raising children is prayer. Because here is the truth. God loves your son more than you do. He wants what is good for him, like healthy, uplifting relationships more than you do. He knows your son's heart, his desires, and every thought inside his head. God also knows your son's future and what he needs from you today to live up to his full potential. So go to God with humility. Get on your hands and your knees and pray for guidance and wisdom on how to navigate these tricky waters. If this truly is a bad relationship, pray that it only lasts for a short season. Ask God to open your son's eyes and convict his heart so that he sees and decides for himself that this girl isn't good for him. Ultimately, you want your son to make good choices for himself, not because he wants to please you or anyone else. You want him to use good judgment when deciding who to let into his life. So ask God to give your son the strength, discernment, and the clarity to make good choices that protect his well-being and his future. Ask God if tough love may be in order because your son is not safe, and if so, what is the best way to go about that? And just as importantly, pray for the girlfriend that you don't like. Don't forget to bring her into the picture as well. Why? Because chances are, if she is on a bad track, there's a reason. There is some pain, void, or insecurity in her life that is the root cause of her behavior, whether she realizes that or not. Maybe she's never had a healthy adult guiding her, advising her, and modeling good choices. Maybe she has some trauma from the past that stole her childhood or really messed with her psyche and well-being. Maybe she fell into the wrong crowd because they were the only ones who accepted her when her friends ditched her or after she made a big mistake. Maybe she gets clingy with your son because she's insecure and she believes that her worth comes from having a boyfriend. The truth is, God loves the girlfriend just as much as he loves your son. He has good plans for both of them, and even if the girlfriend is toxic right now, God can help her turn her life around. He is in the business of giving second chances to all of us and helping people get their act together and rise up to their potential. So pray for that to happen with this girl. Pray for God to use your son during this hopefully short season that they're together to help the girlfriend grow in faith, find her purpose, and set higher goals and standards for herself. After you pray for this, think about the conversations you want to have with your son. Ask yourself, how can I get certain messages across without him getting defensive, annoyed, or put out? My opinion here is that you wait for the right time. Be patient, collect your thoughts so that you know what you want to say, and then wait for the right opportunity so that the conversation feels organic and natural and not forced. My friend Sissy Goff, who is an amazing counselor in Nashville, wrote a book with her colleague Melissa called The Back Door to Your Teen's Heart. They point out that one mistake we often make as adults when talking to teenagers is going through the front door. Instead of thinking of a subtle way to get our message across, we're direct and blunt. We go in the front door and have conversations that catch them off guard and automatically make them want to put up a shell. 
In the case of the girlfriend, I believe walking in the front door would basically equate to telling your son, that girl you're dating is bad news. You deserve way better and you need to break up with her. Otherwise, she will ruin your life. If this is your strategy, chances are your son will get angry, upset, and defensive. Not only have you insulted this girl that he's crazy about, you've also insulted his choice of girlfriend. With teenagers, parents go from a position of control to a position of influence. And what happens in many front door situations is that we lose our influence. We make our teenagers tune out because they don't care what we think or say once they're angry with us. They start to believe that we're against them instead of on their side and that we are the enemy they have to fight. Even if your son had doubts about his girlfriend before, going through the front door can look like an attack mode to him and throw him into a position where he feels like he has to protect and defend the girl. This will only deepen the divide between the two of you. Going through the back door, on the other hand, means waiting for the right time to have this conversation. Thinking of ways to be subtle and low-key, or as one of my mom friends recently put it, ways to be a cat and not a dog. So often as moms, we're loud and obvious because we just want to cross the conversation off the list, especially before we forget to have this conversation, and we're not thinking about how it may be received. Going through the back door may look like waiting for a day when your son is upbeat and in a talking mood. It might be when you're driving him to basketball practice, and he tells you about his friend who just broke up with his girlfriend because she always gets jealous. You might nod and say, yes, unfortunately, that is a common mistake girls make. You might tell your son that you actually had a friend in high school who did that, and she had the best heart, but she drove her boyfriends away because she was so insecure and couldn't even handle him talking to another girl. From here, you might casually parlay the conversation into another conversation about what healthy dating looks like. Without even mentioning your son's girlfriend, you can share what you've learned over time, both the good and the bad, about dating, and ask your son what he considers a healthy relationship. You might mention an article you just read, advice your grandpa always told you, or why you fell in love with his father. If the girlfriend's name does come up, maybe ask your son what he likes about her. Try to see her through his eyes and understand why he's so attracted to her, besides any obvious physical reasons. If your son does share and open up here, and if it feels right, you might also casually ask what he doesn't like about the girlfriend, pointing out how every relationship has two sides, and with every person that we date, we learn what we can and can't live without. There are a lot of ways to have backdoor conversations, and I believe the key is to have your messages in mind and look for opportunities to share them. Rather than unload all of your life lessons and advice at once, share them in bits and pieces. Use real-life stories or wise nuggets that fit into normal conversations. And if you need some words to use, here are some truths that I think are helpful for a son to know. Number one, when deciding who to date, think about your future goals. Ask yourself, will this girl help me or hinder me in reaching my goals? It's been said that George Bush gave this advice to his children, And I think it's a great way to get guys thinking about what they want long-term and who is the best partner for that journey. Number two, a healthy relationship will bring you closer to the people who love you most, like your friends and family. Any girl who creates division in your closest relationships or tries to separate you or isolate you from that circle really just wants to control you so that you only listen to them. Number three, a good influence brings out your best. The right girls will inspire you to be the best version of you to rise to the challenge and become the man you're meant to be. Number four, dating is about rejection. It's about finding the one person you're meant to marry. With some girls, you'll know on the first date whether you're compatible. And with others, it may take six months or longer to get to those hidden qualities that can make or break a relationship. 
Knowing this eases the sting of rejection and the heartache of breaking up because you know up front that 99.9% of your romantic relationships won't last. And that's okay. That's how it works. By keeping your relationships innocent and not crossing the line physically, you can end on good terms and even be friends later on. You can treat your girlfriend like you hope somebody is treating your future wife as her guardian and not her lover. Number five, if a girl ever tries to come between you and God, then she wasn't sent by God. God can only bless those relationships that draw you closer to Him. Number six, once you realize that you are in a bad relationship, it is best and easiest to cut ties early. The longer you stay, the more complicated, emotional, and dramatic it will get. The girl will get more attached, you'll get more attached, and you may stay together for all the wrong reasons and also stop noticing the red flags that clearly spell trouble. Number seven, when you do date, Pray for God to reveal whether this relationship is for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Ask God to pick out the girls you should date, and especially ask Him to pick out your wife. Because as my dad always says and tells his grandkids, if you try to pick them out yourself, you're gambling. Only God knows the future and who that person will ultimately become. Number eight, understand that some girls can be very sneaky and manipulative. They use their charm or their beauty or their sexual power to wrap boys around their finger and get them to do what they want. When you feel tempted to play into a girl's hand, ask God to help you stay strong. Remember 1 Corinthians 1.13, which says that God won't let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. And when you are tempted, He'll give you a way out if you ask. Number nine, what feels like love is often just infatuation. And when you're infatuated with a girl, you'll put her on a pedestal she's not meant to be on. You'll get blind spots that cloud your thinking. This is why it's so important to listen to the people who know you best and love you most, like your siblings, your best friends, and even your parents, when they express concern or doubt. Oftentimes, these people can see what you can't see yet. And number 10, while love says, I can wait, lust says, I have to have it now. Your best rule of thumb in dating is to respect girls and treat them as you hope someone would treat your sister. Anytime you do bring a girl home from a date, She should be in better condition than when you picked her up. She should be a better person just by spending time with you. Recently, I listened to an Andy Stanley podcast where he shared advice on how to not become your own worst enemy. One brilliant point that he made was this. Don't trade your future for someone who won't be in your future. The bad influences in your life will only be in your life for two to three years. And after they tear you down or undermine your future, you're left with a mess. So think about what you want in life and then choose relationships that align with your values and goals. I know that all of this sounds like common sense, but when it comes to matters of the heart, it's easy to get off track. It's easy to get swept up in the thrill of a new romance or an exciting friendship. Whether you're raising a son or a daughter, look out for them and find ways to speak the truth and love. Build a strong relationship with your child so that they care what you think and that they listen when you speak. Pray for bad relationships to be short-lived and to teach some lessons they won't forget. And remember how we serve a gracious, merciful God who is working on all of us all of the time and hears the prayers of the faithful. Whether it's your son's girlfriend or your daughter's boyfriend who's not in a good place, or your son or your daughter themselves, God can work miracles. The big message of the gospel is the transforming love of Jesus that changes us from the inside out, making us desire what He desires for us. And it's within that framework that you can pray for your children and their peers, knowing that there is hope for everyone, even those who need to turn their life around. 
and that the best relationships always begin when light finds light, when someone with God in their heart is naturally attracted to someone else who has God in their heart too. Friends, thanks so much for tuning in today. I'm so grateful you took the time. If you enjoyed this show, please tell your friends, leave a ratings or review, and subscribe on iTunes so that you don't miss new episodes. Also, my new book from Moms of Teenage Girls, Love Her Well, is getting a terrific response as moms read it and tell their friends about it. So check it out in the show notes too. I'm thankful to be on this journey with you, and I'm praying for you and the loved ones in your life.